God, thank you so much for the, uh, the provision you have given us uh, in so many different ways, but uh, especially with, with Chris and Kim and the family and all that's going on there, we pray for your continued guiding, uh, directing in their lives and our lives through this whole, uh, this whole time, especially for them as they have to uh, pack up and move and pray for safety and all that goes with that, uh, just with that, a move of that, uh, uh, of that magnitude and... Um, Help with the family, and just that uh, be able to do that in a way that will just be even, even if not fun all the time, at least have some moments of fun in the whole process of packing and all that it takes and so forth. We pray for them and us in that process. Now, as we take a few minutes, Lord, to think about this this whole thing of serving, help us to focus, help us to think, and help us to make some applications in our own lives for that. And we pray that and ask for that in the name of Jesus, in whom we pray. Amen. Um, yeah, the whole concept of faithcation, kind of a fun way of trying to get you to think about some other things when you're on vacation. Now, the problem with our series, and the only really one problem with it, and that is some of you are already through with your vacations. And uh, so make the application, maybe not just about vacation, maybe about the slower summer months. Um, you know, this time of the year, and even through August around here, if you've lived here very long, you know, it just, it's, pretty, it's pretty slow. So, um, so you can still make that application there, whether you're getting ready to go on vacation or not. But, but the concept, as, as Steve explained it, that when we are disengaging with so many other areas of life, that we don't do that with our faith. And in fact, maybe even do something to, to re-engage or to take an initiative, uh, something new to start with the hope of, at least this is my, my purpose here, with the hope of maybe that continuing on through the year. So uh, just kind of think about that as we give you some ideas. And we've talked about different things with your family and, and reading and so forth. And today I'm talking about service. And um, I want you to be thinking, you know, the first thing I thought about when I, think, when I thought, you know, about this message, about, you know, summer and, and, and service and what, what could that be? Uh, 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 maybe a summer missions trip. Well, that's, that's one thing. Um, but it doesn't stop there. So we're going to go and ma- expand on that in just a few minutes. So, so just, 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 just work with me on this, all right? Um, but here's what I want you to see today. It's a really simple, real simple concept. Your capacity to serve others reflects the depth of your spiritual character. Your capacity to serve others reflects the depth of your spiritual character capacity, of your spiritual character. Now, we're going to talk about it in three different ways. We're going to talk about serving is a lifestyle. We're going to talk about serving is humility. We're going to talk about serving is leadership. Those three things, all right? So I'm giving them all to you right up front today. Don't always do that. And uh, let's just tackle this first one. Serving is a lifestyle. I want you to really get a hold of this, and I'm going to try to get you, and you're going to hear me say this a lot today, I'm going to try to get you to think of this in a creative way, and, and, and not just think, well, I'll serve here or serve there. I'm going to try to get you jump-started here on this whole thing, so that you can maybe have some, some meaningful conversations later about that, and so forth. So, um, let me jump into the serving as a lifestyle first, because this is a good one. And it comes from Matthew chapter 25, and Jesus is talking here, and just look what he says. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are, blessed my, who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. 
For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, you visited me. Then the righteous ones, these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? Or a stranger and show you hospitality? Or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Amazing verse. Listen, this had become such a lifestyle. These people didn't even, wasn't even aware of some of, the, some of the random acts of kindness that they were doing. And that's what he says this kind of serving is. It's that type of thing. It's not acting as if each act in some grandiose manner, look what I did. It just, it just it, 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 if, it, if it's not in your DNA, it can become part of your DNA where you just look for ways that you can help, look for ways that you can serve. It is the exact, I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you an example. I'll, I'll give you an opposite example. I always like doing that, don't you? I like an opposite example because then we, what's now like this morning, I get here and I get here, not that early, 8, 15, 8, 30. There's a whole bunch of crap. I'm, there's a whole bunch of stuff at the bottom of the steps, okay, out, out on the sidewalk. I'm sorry, moms. That doesn't help you. I look at your, you're looking at your kids now. If your mom says don't say that word, you can't say that word, okay? Um, and don't say, well, Pastor Rich does it. Um, that doesn't make me look good. Anyway, um, so, so I, I come in right, right as you walk in that door down the sidewalk. There's a bunch of stuff there, paint thinner and paint brushes and... and, and uh, a hair dryer. I'm like, somebody's really got a problem there. Um, and and just all kinds of junk. And I'm like, what the heck is this? You know, coming to people coming to worship and they're, you know, it's not paint thinner. I mean, some little kid's going to pick it up and take a swig. That's going to be great, isn't it? Um, so I came up here and said, hey, whose junk is that? And they're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So and then I found out whose it was and I thought, hmm. So it's about 8.30. I said, I'm going to call him. I said, hey, come get your junk. I wanted to get a pound of flesh. You know, I'm looking for, and, and I knew who it was. And, and um, oh, man, I woke him up, basically, you know. But I knew I was going to do that, which is part of the reason I did that. And, um, and I said, never mind, I'll get it. Don't worry about it, which I knew I was going to do anyway. But I just wanted to have a little fun in the process. So I went down. I, I, said, I finally found me a big old garbage bag, and I went down, and I got all this junk, picked it up in a very selfless way. Oh, I'm just happy to do this and, you know, pick all this junk up. And, and captured it all in a nice big garbage bag and put it somewhere where it would be um, kids couldn't get to it and stuff like that. There might have been a little murmuring. There might have been a little there might have been a little bit of that under my breath, maybe out loud a little bit, I'm not sure, I don't remember. That is the exact opposite of what he's talking about here. He, it's the exact opposite. He's saying that when we, you know, what, what I should have done, seriously, what I should have done is just put my iPad somewhere safe and then just get, get, go get a bag and say, hey, I'm happy to get this. Let me get this. Boom, 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 boom. Take care of it. Put it back. That's the, that's the right attitude. See? So my, my point is, um, when we understand that serving is a lifestyle, it's ju- it just... I do have my moments, okay? That wasn't one of them. I do have some good moments, just so you know. But in part of mine, I was also trying to, trying to bust somebody's chops also. But um, 
when we have this thing down, the serving is a lifestyle thing, it just comes naturally. We, just, we don't think about it. Oh, I, I, you know, I mean, we think, oh, that, that needs to be cleaned up. Someone needs to do this for this person. This is going on over here. I need this. And, we don't, and, and that's what these people were doing. They're saying, Lord, when did we feed you? I don't even remember doing that. Why? Because it's such a part of their lifestyle. When did we do this? They, don't, they didn't remember it because it was part of their lifestyle. And that's what serving is. Serving becomes a lifestyle. You know, it, it, it might be something, and when we talk about acts of service, I mean, you say, well, is that picking up the junk at the bottom of the stairs? Yeah, maybe. Um, does that mean, you know, taking garbage outside, like for here at church? People, it's one of the things we have, one of our challenges here is people say, well, I want to get involved, I want to do some stuff. And, and just because of the nature of where we are and so forth, church, there's not a lot of things you can get too involved with, frankly. Uh, to do. There's not a lot of opportunity, and I'm looking forward. I think we're going to be able to make some changes in the near future, and I'm looking forward to, for, for Chris speaking into that when he gets here. But, um, but I mean, like, like garbage. Somebody says, well, what can I do? I say, well, take out the garbage, because uh, we do, you, you guys create a lot of garbage. I mean, uh, you do, you, you know, and then they have these big black bags, and, and inevitably I see some, some woman like Ann or somebody carrying a big black bag. I don't like that, man. I mean, I'm just old enough where I'm like, women aren't supposed to be doing that stuff. You say, oh, you're a sexist. Well, I don't know. I don't like it. And, um, and so we always need people who can do stuff like that. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, we're talking about that kind of stuff. Whenever you're going downstairs, by the way, stop at the kitchen. Say, hey, you need garbage taken out? You know, you ought to, you ought to, you ought to do that. Anyway, is that one of the things? Yeah, but don't stop there. There are many other things. Maybe, you got, maybe, maybe it's a friend who's just really hurting, and you've got to take some of your, you ready for this? Some of your precious time and say, you know, I, I, I have an hour. Let me, let, me, let me just sit down here and talk with you, see if I can help. And maybe there's nothing you can do except listen. That's serving. Maybe it's teaching your kids to look out for the kid that doesn't have any friends and say, you know, go, go look out for that kid and, and, and try to be his friend or her friend. You know, there are so many different ways we can think about this. It's not just inside the four walls of the church. It goes here, but it's everywhere. Be looking around, you know, whether it be in your home. Or, and, and, and keep that in mind. You know, be willing. And we had this happen in one of our groups recently. Be willing and brave enough to share maybe something that's very personal to you that might be able to help and strengthen somebody else. That's, that's a, a, a way of serving, too. That's not easy to do sometimes. You know, your capacity to serve others reveals the depth of your spiritual character, and you need to think about that. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It, second thing, serving is humility. It's not about me and mine. It's humility. Let me show you. Micah, this was in that song that, uh, that Charlie sang. Great song, by the way. Um, Micah 6.8, He has told you, O man, what is good. And what, do, what does the Lord want? What does the Lord require of you? Real simple. Do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly with your God. Well, I tell you what, there's some, I like bullets. That's real simple. Be fair, be kind, be humble. What does God want, what does God want from me, Rich? Be, be, be fair, be, hum, be, be, be kind, be humble. That's it. Be fair, be kind, be humble. You know, you can never be a servant when you're too busy thinking about yourself. And that's the issue here that he's making. And it has to begin when we realize that, that I, I'm just, uh, you know, I need, I need to recognize I'm not the center of the universe. It's not all about me. 
That's a hard wake-up call, but it's one we all have to have. Serving is about humility. Let me show you this third thing because it kind of ties these two together. Um, Serving is leadership. This is an important, important, important concept. Serving is leadership. You know what Einstein said? Einstein said, the high destiny of the individual is to serve rather than to rule. That's pretty counterintuitive, isn't it? The most <laughs> and the most effective leaders we know know how to serve. Let me show you a, a passage in the Bible. Some disciples, James and John specifically, are, are, are arguing. They want to be. They want to be. Um, actually, their mother makes an appeal to Jesus, and they also, in making an appeal to Jesus, are saying, "You know, can, can, when when you enter the, the, your kingdom, Jesus." This is their mother talking to him. Uh, can James sit on your one side and John on the other side? And, uh, and James, yeah, 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 I'll sit here, you sit here. You know, and, and you know, it's in that, in that like a bunch of guys, you get a bunch of guys together, hey, I, I want to get as close as I can to the power seat, you know. And, uh, and then the, the other disciples catch wind of this, and they say, I want, a, I want a little bit of this conversation. So here's what happens, uh, verse 24, Matthew 20, when the, when the ten other disciples heard what James and John had asked, they were indignant. <laughs> Jesus called them together and said, you know, you know, that the rulers in this world lord it over their people, and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant, and whoever wants to be the first among you must become your slave. Wow. Really counter to what they've been learning. Now watch verse 28. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Let me interject something about this verse because it, I don't want you just to kind of go past it and overlook it. Um, for the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve others and to give His life as a ransom for many. God gave His life as a ransom for mine. Let me, understand, let me get you to understand it real quick. Maybe you've heard this, maybe you haven't heard this. Maybe you know, maybe you don't know. You need, to, you need to hear it again. I've talked about it before. I know Clay's talked about it, but I want to make sure you, we get this down. When a person comes to faith in Christ, when a person commits their life to Christ, when a person believes in Jesus, however you want to say it, you know, when they become, you want to use the word conversion, however you want to say it, when a person comes to faith in Christ, what they're saying is, Lord God, Lord Jesus, I believe you came and lived and suffered and died for my sins. Not his, not hers, mine. Because I've done enough. I have. I deserve death for my own sin. I can't die for your sins. I got too many of my own, you know? And Jesus came and died for mine and yours. That's why, and, and so that, that's why when he gave his life as ransom for the many, that, that, you and I, we're the many. So when a person comes to Christ, they are saying, whether they say it verbally, and I really recommend it, um, or, or in their heart, in their mind, Lord, I'm coming to you. I believe in you. I believe you came, you lived, you suffered, you died, and you rose again, and you did that for me, for me, Rich. And I want to trust you right now. Now, for some people, we can remember the day we did that. Some of us can't remember the day. Some of us, it, it, it's been a process. And we, somewhere back in here. For some of us, we're still in that process. I have some friends here who, who, who when we talk about it, are like, I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet, Rich. I'm committed to the process. God bless you. Stay committed. Stay seeking. Stay at it. You know, that's what we're here for. 
So that's what that is with that verse, and we've got to understand that verse. And, and, and so we come to faith when we understand that Jesus did come as, as a ransom for, for the many, for me. Okay, that's the issue here, and you can, you can do that anytime. You can trust Christ anytime, even now, you know, not even the end of the service. You don't have to wait till the end of the service. Isn't that great? That's what I love about God. He's always there. Jesus is always there. So here's his point. Back to the other, back to the other theme here going on, and that is Jesus is saying, listen, Serving is about leadership. Leadership is about serving. Now, think about this. I want you to think, and maybe you, maybe you haven't had one, but, but if, you, if you've ever had a good boss, supervisor, that you've liked a lot, and you really respected and was, did a really good job, well, I will bet you that that's probably a guy or a lady who, who also served you and others, was there for you. Nothing was beneath them. You know, if, 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 there was, if there was a bunch of junk at the bottom of the stairs and the sidewalk, they'd just, they'd just pick it up and just get, get rid of it. Uh, you know, maybe they whine a little bit about it. Maybe they talk about it in church. You know, uh, they, they just do it. You know, they just do it, whatever it happened to be. You see, Jesus created this concept of a servant leader. Now we read all about it in all the business books, all the other, a servant leader, servant leader, servant leader. Jesus started that. I think that's really cool. Most, a lot of your business writers, a lot of your uh, leadership people who, who, who are not necessarily in the Christian realm of things, who talk about servant leaders, and a lot of people do, um, may not understand Jesus originated the whole concept, which is just, I think it's kind of cool. So serving is about leadership. And that's what Jesus is making that very clear to us. And so whatever you, wherever you are, whatever you do, you need to understand if I'm going to be the kind of servant that Christ asked me to be, I'm going to take the lead in this area of, uh, of serving. And um, because, you know, your capacity to serve others reflects the depth of your spiritual character. You know what Schweitzer said? Albert Schweitzer said, <laughs> I don't know what your destiny will be, but one thing I know. The only ones among you who will be really happy are those who will have sought and found how to serve. Isn't that a great thought? And you know, he's right, not just because Jesus said it, but Jesus did say that, but he's right because I've known an awful lot of people who didn't know how to serve who were miserable wretches, just miserable wretches. People who were, in, people who were high-profile people, people who, who were high up in their company and made a lot of money and, and you know, were big time, all the other kind, big dogs, whatever, <clears throat> miserable for a lot of reasons, one of them being they didn't know how to serve. It was all about them. It was all about them being served. That's what it was. Your capacity to serve others reveals the depth of your spiritual character. I want you to do a little exercise in your brain here for a minute, okay? Um, and I want to repeat a little bit about what I said earlier. I want you to be creative when you think about this. I want to serve. How do I serve? How do I serve in church? You know, a guy came to me a couple weeks ago. I, I'm just going to tell you a couple quick stories and, and um, get you out of here. But he came to me a couple, a couple months ago. I don't know. Gosh, longer than that. And I, I, I can't give you too many specifics about this because... Um, um, you'll know who it is, and he would not like that. And, and as, as, as bad as I am sometimes about busting people from up front, if they really want to remain anonymous, I'm, I'm always going to honor that. And uh, 
but I'll give you as much as I can just so you get the point. He, he came to me and he said, you know, I really, there's something that needs to be done. I really want to do this particular act. And it involved a pretty a weekly type of thing. And um, I said, I don't know if we have that gun or I don't know if there's a need. I talked to Clay. Clay said, no, I never thought about that either. It's a great idea. No, we don't have that gun. And we had a little you know, chat. And I said, so we said, yeah, go. Go for it. And, and he's doing that now. But, but, but here, here was the issue. He thought, he, he, well, he didn't come to us and say, put me in a program. Put me in a plan. He just said, here's an idea. There's something needs to be done. You guys need this. We talk, yeah, we do need that. Boom, go for it. And now he's serving in a, in a regular capacity. My point is, it may be something you had not thought about. And it may be, it may be in church. It may be, it may be at your business. It may be in your club. Or maybe with people you hang with. Maybe in your neighborhood. Don't keep it here. Start here, but don't keep it here. It may be in your home. Hey, here's one. When's the last time you sat down with your wife or husband and said, Hey, honey, what can I do to serve you? Some of you wives are thinking, My gosh, if he ever does that, I'll have the big one. <gasps> yeah. you know? um, um, that's, that's a good idea to start with. You're, you're, you, please, please grasp that whole concept and understand that that your capacity to serve others reveals the depth or the lack of depth of your spiritual character. Pray about it. Have some conversations about it. Ask God to give you some wisdom about this whole area and, and, and some areas that I can be used, and maybe it's going to be in some simple way. Maybe i got one guy who, who just simple. I mean, this is another example, just simple. Every, every so often he's riding around, he'll, he'll drive walking around somewhat, he'll see somebody's parking meter who's got, uh, who's, time's expired. You know, tickets around here like, I don't know what they are, they keep going up. But I think that's because I'm a repeat offender. Um, but, you know, 30 bucks or something. And, and, um, and he'll just put money in somebody's meter. And he won't wait to be thanked. He'll just do that because it's, it's something he can do. I, I mean, reaching out, you know, reaching inward, helping, thinking, being sensitive, it's all part of the deal. And don't forget, your capacity to serve others reveals the depth or lack of in your, in your spiritual character. May God work in your heart and work in your life to make you more of the servant with the attitude of, I'm doing this as unto the Lord. May you make that stronger in each one of us. Let me pray for us and pray with you. God, thank you for how you love us, for how you work in all of our lives. Thanks for all that you're doing in our lives. We continue to pray for the church during this really, really neat time going on. We just pray for your um, guidance in every way. But God, help us each one as we stop and reflect, maybe taking this, this time of the year to, to, to maybe change some things about our, our in, in, in the area of service. Help us to, to be aware. Help us to think. And then help us to act. And we pray that in the name of our Lord Jesus. Amen.